Tonight we're going to talk about a message entitled Three Kinds of Power. Three Kinds of Power. Before we get started, we're in a live audience, so you're not alone. Everybody say hello. Exciting hello. night, yes. So we're going to talk about three kinds of power that are available to every believer. The Bible says in Hosea 4, 6 that my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. And so in these classes, we get more of God's knowledge. So we're not destroyed from a lack of knowledge, but rather we get knowledge and then we're able to access the benefits from that knowledge. And, you know, just recently there's some things that happened in taxes and benefits. And we came across them. We're like, nobody told us. I didn't know that that was available. And all of a sudden you get the knowledge and you access the benefits. You could be online and all of a sudden it costs this much and somebody told you, hey, there's a coupon code. And for no extra effort than just knowing that the code is there, you gain a benefit. All the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. We live in him, we move in him. We can access all of heaven's benefits if we have the knowledge. But we have to read the B-I-B-L-E, the basic instructions before leaving earth, the trusty 66 books of the Bible between two fine Corinthian leather covers, or in this case, on an iPad or a tablet. And we get to learn. We grow from grace to grace. And we also, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So tonight we're going to talk about three kinds of power available for every believer. So go ahead and put your seat belts on, strap in, because the power is coming. And God always confirms his word with demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith would not rest in the wisdom of men's words only, but in the power of God. For the kingdom of God is not in word only, 1 Corinthians 4.20, but of power. So Ephesians 1.17 through 23, I'm reading from the King James Version, is kind of our text for the evening and this is a prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed for those at Ephesus. You see a similar type prayer in Colossians chapter 3. And this is in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 through 23. And I highly encourage you, if you want more of the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God, the supernatural gifting or heaven to be open before you as you pray, I encourage you to pray this on a daily basis along with the Ephesians chapter 3 prayer, and God will begin to open the heavens for you, begin to walk in wisdom that you've never known about. And instead of sitting on the pew and listening, you'll be getting revelation and now preaching to others. Amen? Amen. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. The apostle Paul said, I pray ceasingly that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that they that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints there is riches of glory in the inheritance of every one of you the hagios the saints the believers in god and verse 19 which will be our keynote verse tonight for tonight on three types of power, but we're reading in context, Ephesians 1, 17 through 23. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working, which is also a type of power, of his mighty power? So the greatness of his power, the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, verse 21, Ephesians 1, 21, he seated him far above all principality, power, might, and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also that which is to come. And he's put all things under Jesus' feet and gave Jesus to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Paul declared in Ephesians 3.20, Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Did you know you have power in you? And do you know that when two agree 
in prayer, that power increases exponentially? Do you know that there are certain prayers that you'll never have answered unless you're willing to get into agreement with somebody else who's in the Holy Spirit to agree with you? Where one can put or chase a thousand, two can put 10,000 to flight. There is a 10x increase when there's agreement. That's why the enemy hates it when the body of Christ or believers are in unity because he knows he cannot defeat them. So he has enough difficulty defeating one believer, let alone two that multiply with 10x power or three. So 10 times 10 is a thousand. I mean, 10 times 10 is a hundred, right? Well, 10 times 10 times 10 is a much bigger number. So can you imagine what it's like when the corporate anointing is present and we're all in unity? Let me give you an example of this. In Genesis chapter 11, there's a thing called the Tower of Babel. And they were all together in one mind, one accord. They were all speaking one language and they were building a tower under their own name, not under the name of God. And this is what the scripture says. There's nothing when they're in one mind, one accord in unity, all speaking the same language, nothing will be impossible to them. That was without God. That's pretty powerful. And the Bible says, God said, let us go down. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, let us go down and confuse their languages and scatter them off the face of the earth. For if we don't, there's nothing that they're doing that they'll be able not to do. Now that's without God because he gave us that ability in this dominion, earth, and realm. What could we do if we were in unity with one another, not divided over denominational affiliation, not divided over black, white, Hispanic, Native American, Indian? What could we do if the enemy wasn't able to divide us over non-issues? I just want to say this. Do you know that the pigmentation of your skin is like four one hundredths of one percent of how we're different. Do you know whether I'm white, black, Hispanic? I'm actually half Jewish, half Armenian. I'm, I'm Jumanian, right? So people think, well, you're white. Well, I'm actually Jumanian, you know? I'm like, well, you know, you haven't been persecuted. No, Israel, 430 years, we were in bondage. Armenian, Armenian genocide, we were in bondage. So don't tell me about your bondage. I got double on both sides. And, you know, you can take and kill almost all the Jews during the Holocaust. And in one generation, they got all the money back and they got all the inventions again, getting all the Nobel Prizes because they have a favor of God upon them. And they know how to lead in and read the scriptures. And so you can't kill Armenians either. It's like they're Armenian. You know, it's funny. A friend of mine was Armenian and he was with uh, his Jewish friend and he went to uh, a meeting with these Jewish businessmen. He was a very successful Armenian guy. And they said, an Armenian, what's an Armenian? And he says, well, he says, it's like a Jew. And he says, well, what's the difference between a Jew and an Armenian? He says, well, you take seven Jews, you squeeze them down, one Armenian pops out. They said, oh my God, we want to do business with you. Anyway, my point is this. Every one of us has been made in the image and likeness of God. If we will seek God, he'll then bring us into the greatness that's on the inside of us, which is him. Every one of you has greatness on the inside of you. Well, you don't know what I've done, this and that. It doesn't matter. You have greatness on the inside of you. And if you'll lean into him, he'll cause the greatness to come to the surface and you'll have your DNA change from the DNA of Adam that failed to the DNA of Christ that succeeded. And so you get an opportunity to have a DNA upgrade to the divine nature of the Almighty. How many want to be partakers of the divine nature as the scripture promises? The Bible says in the book of 1 John 4, 17, 4, 18, it says as Jesus is in his resurrected state. This is interesting. As he is. That we might have boldness in the day of judgment. As he is, so are we in this present world. Did you know that you have that kind of authority? where Satan has to bow his knee to Christ in you, the hope of glory, Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Nothing's impossible with God. When God walks with you and you walk in lockstep with him, nothing's impossible for you. Oh, wait a second. 
I don't know if I believe that. It was, nothing was impossible for them in the book of Genesis at the Tower of Babel, and that was without God. How much more with God? We need to come up into the revelation of who we are in him and whose we are in him. And when you know whose you are and who you are and who he is in you, nothing will be impossible for you to release his kingdom, to plunder hell, to populate heaven, to release the kingdom, to heal the sick, to cast out devils, and also to be able to meet the needs of those that are around you. You know, there's two types of prosperity. One is a financial prosperity. We thank God for that. Another is a spiritual prosperity. There's soulish prosperity. There are really three. Spirit, soul, body. My point is this. Some people know how to cast out demons, how to heal the sick, but they're as broke as a joke. Other people have tapped into God's prosperity and they have money, but they couldn't heal a flea of a headache. Do you know that both are available to you financial prosperity and also spiritual prosperity to have authority over sickness, disease, death, and the elements, I guess. Okay, so we're going to get into the three types of power now. Are you ready? ready? Still have your seatbelts on. Okay, here we are. So Paul talked about three types of power that's available inside that prayer in Ephesians 1.17 through 23. And the three types of power are this. There is an exceeding greatness of his power, which is the word dunamis power, which is miracle working power, which is Strong's Greek's Concordance number 1411. For some of you, that might not mean much, but as you begin to study more, Greek stuff will mean more to you and so will Hebrew stuff because it brings to life the scriptures. Do you know what the difference is between reading in the English and reading in the Greek? You ready? Reading in the English is like a nine-inch black and white TV watching the football game. Reading in the Greek is like a 72-inch color TV watching the game. The color comes to life in 4K. Does it change the outcome of the game? Nope. Same plays, same touchdowns, same outcome. So don't think because you don't read in the Greek and don't read in the Hebrew that you're not getting the accurate information because you are. But wouldn't it be better to be able to watch it in living color? So that's why we take nuggets from the Greek and nuggets from the Hebrew to illuminate and bring to life what's in the scripture so that we're no longer destroyed from lack of knowledge but all of a sudden we find out, boom, coupon code. Didn't know we could access that benefit. Amen? Amen? Okay. And now what is the exceeding greatness of his power, which is dunamis power, which is breakthrough or smashing power, miracle working power. It's power to heal the sick, to cast out devils, to break through every line of the enemy's defense. And that power is available to every single person when they're born again and baptized in the Holy Spirit. When the day of Pentecost fully came in Acts chapter 2, Jesus has said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he said, wait here, I'm in my resurrected state, wait here until the Holy Spirit comes. And they were in a 10-day prayer meeting in an upper room afraid of the world because Jesus had been crucified. They were looking to knock off the disciples. There was a cancel culture on steroids back then. Oh, wait a second. What's been before shall be again. And so... They were 10 days in a prayer meeting and all of a sudden there came like the sound of a mighty rushing wind in Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire and it rested, separated and rested upon each other's heads. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They received that power from on high. And the languages that they spoke were 16 different languages recorded in Acts chapter 2. And the word in the Greek for languages is dialectos, which means known dialects. And then they were named the 16 different types. And that's different than a prayer language in tongues. It should be an angelic tongue or a tongue that nobody knows. And you can pray that you might interpret. Anyway, back to this. So they received that power, that dunamis power. And immediately Peter gets up on the day of Pentecost and he says, these men are not drunk as so you might seem. It's only nine o'clock in the morning, but this is what was prophesied by the prophet Joel in the Old Testament, in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see dreams. 
Your old men will have visions, even on my men servants and maid servants. This thing's going from priest to pew. It's going from the male leadership to everyone. Even children will get this gift of the Holy Spirit. It's for you, your children, and all who are afar off, as many as the Lord God will call. How many want every type of power that is available to them by the Holy Spirit that you can live the victorious life that God called you to live. Well, it's available tonight because bingo, coupon code, you're no longer destroyed from lack of knowledge. You get to punch it in tonight and receive the three types of power. Three types of power, dunamis, breakthrough, smashing power. Number two is the working, according to the working, which is a type of power, it's called energia. Energia, you heard the word energy? Well, this is energia. There's another Greek word called energima. And they're kind of used a little bit differently, but it's in the same category. And energia is 1753 in the Greek. And then also of his mighty power, kratos power. And it's 2904 in the Greek. Now we're giving these for a reason. So dunamis power is breakthrough, smashing power, miracle working power, energima where energia is energy to go the distance. This is enduring power. And there's a lot of people that get born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and begin to cast out devils, heal the sick. They begin to see miracles in their life. But when persecution comes because of the word, they have no endurance. But God wants to give you enduring power. <coughs> so that you become more than a conqueror and an overcomer and you can endure until the end. For those that endure until the end, they will be saved. Jesus learned obedience. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 5 verses 8. Although he was a son, Jesus learned obedience from the things which he suffered or endured. If we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. God is going to release a supernatural enduring power tonight that will enable you to endure until the end of the test. You don't get the grade on the test in advance. You get it after you've passed the test. And many Green Beret Marines, Green Beret Marines, they have this belt. And you can tap out by going and ringing the bell. You're like, I can't take it anymore. And because you're a regular soldier doesn't mean you're a green beret. You have to go through training and you have to endure sufferings to qualify as a green beret. There are no green beret wimps that make it to that level. Many of them have rang the bell and tapped out. Do you know that this thing is actually rigged? by God for you to win. It's rigged for you to win. And if you don't tap out, you win. The enemy's trying to get you to tap out. The enemy's trying to get you to give up. The enemy's trying to get you to say, I can't take it anymore. People are putting pills in their mouth. They can't take it anymore. They're putting guns in them. They can't take it anymore. They're, they're, they're in a sickness state or a financial state and they, 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 they're not hanging on to Romans 8.28 where it says, God works all things together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. You know, every single thing in your life is working together for your good right now. Amen. And it's, it's rigged for you to win. Amen. And the enemy knows it's rigged for you to win. The only way that he can get you to lose is to get you to give up. Up, or to tap out or to concede but God's releasing energima by the Holy Spirit to enable you to endure and overcome <clears throat> he's trying to get hope deferred to make a person's heart sick instead God wants to give you a desire fulfilled or a dream come true which is like a tree of life that will spring up within you. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. 
Makes a lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, sets the captives free. Hey, I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up a well within my soul. Spring up a well. Where behold, give to me that life more abundantly. That just was joyous to do that, wasn't it? Because that's the energy of my life. And you know, David encouraged himself in the Lord. He lost everything at Ziglag in 1 Samuel chapter 30. Even his own men were wanting to stone him to death. And David in 1 Samuel 30 verse 6, it says, And David encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself and stir up the gift that's within you, that's been in you through the laying on of hands. Sometimes you have to take action. Do you know hope floats? Hope floats. The devil will try to push that hope down, but if you'll let it, it'll pop right back up and he gets all angry. Oh my gosh, I almost had him to tap out. But they didn't. We got to figure out another way. Let's send their brother-in-law. Let's send their sister-in-law. Let's send the pastor's assistant. Let's discourage him. Let's send circumstances. Let's send sickness. Let's go ahead and send them this text message from a number they don't even know. Let's use social media. Let's check the algorithms going. Because he knows if he can't get you to tap out, if he can't get you to quit, he cannot win because it's rigged for you to win every single time. Amen. Energema. Wow. So there's energema, 1755 in the Greek on this. It's energy or power to go the distance. Do you know that Daniel was on a 21-day fast? And he was seeking God. And he said, God, I need you to show up. And 21 days later, Gabriel shows up, messenger angel. He says, Daniel, from the first day you prayed, I was sent. But the prince of Persia in the second heaven, a principality, he intercepted me on the way from the third heaven to the first heaven where you're at. And the demonic realm in the second heaven intercepted me. And we've been fighting 21 days for me to get the answer that God gave me for you. Do you know God already answered your prayer when you prayed it and there's been warfare trying to get you discouraged during the delay those that endure until the end will be saved but you have need of patience hebrews 10 35 that after you've done the will of god you might receive the promise of god between the time that the test comes and the time that the test is over is where your testimony is developed if you try to give your testimony before the test is complete, it comes out just as a moaning, not a testimony. You ever heard somebody get up and they're like giving a testimony, but it just sounds like a moaning? They didn't pass the test. They shouldn't be telling that one. Tell a baby one before you tell the big one, right? And we grow, you know, the same God who delivered me out of the paw of the bear and out of the paw of the lion will deliver me out of the hand of this circumcised, uncircumcised Philistine this day, King David said before he was a king. And he had history with God. The next time you go into a battle with the enemy, think about the history of what God's delivered you out of. Amen. It'll strengthen you. It'll stir up the gift that's within you. The energema of God will start to rise and you'll have enduring power and you'll get up. Well, let me at him. Where's he at? <laughs> and if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, one of the greatest weapons you have against the enemy is praying in your private prayer language. I'll get discouraged and I'll try to pray in the spirit. But then I'll say, God, Holy Spirit, help me. Quicken me according to thy word. And I'll go from and a fire will rise in my eyes and the next thing I know it's been an hour later and though 
he came against me, now he's fled in seven directions and I rise up in power to go do the will of God. You have to stir up the gift. That's the energema. It's not just the baptism and the Holy Spirit that you've received for signs and wonders and power and miracles and words of knowledge and the gifts of the Spirit. It is also for you to be able to endure and you have to stir up the gift that's within you so you don't have hope deferred. Creep in and make the heart sick. Is that helpful at all? Yeah. Now let's talk about the Kratos power. Kratos power is rulership power with kingly dominion. Do you know why most people, even though God wants to give it to everyone, because Acts 10.34 says he's no respecter of persons, most people never rule with kingly <coughs> Kratos authority. 2904 in the Greek. Here's why. You get more authority as you're faithful with the authority you've been given. Now, if God were to give you authority right out of the gate to curse cancers and for them to dry up, which technically, positionally, you have it, but if you were to release the full measure of that and you're cursing cancers, do you know the persecution that would come against you for having the ability? Do you know the notoriety that you'd have? Do you know the people that would come to you? Do you know the people that are unsaved that would come and offer you money to heal their child? And do you know how the enemy would come against you, picking through your trash can, trying to find anything in your trash can to use against you? How you'd be doxxed on social media, giving up your address, where they would call you false teacher, false prophet, liar, manipulator? Because you have an anointing to drive the enemy out, the enemy gets released, and he's looking for a house to go into, and he goes after the person who's the tip of the spear. If you don't have that enduring power to develop character in you. Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered or endured. If we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. So with the cup of the anointing also comes the cup of suffering. People say, I want the anointing. You want the cup of suffering? No, I want the anointing. Do you know they come hand in glove, they come tandem? If we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. Are you willing to pay the price? See, salvation is free. It is a free gift of God, not of works lest any man could boast. We're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, not of works. Well, technically we are saved of works. Jesus' amazing work on the tree for you. And for me, there is a work done, but not of our works, lest any man could boast. It's the free gift of God. While we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us, hung up for your hang-ups and mine. And he wants to deliver us past tense, present tense, and future tense. 2 Corinthians 1.10 says, the God who hath delivered us, past tense, the God who doth deliver us, present tense, and the God who will yet deliver us, future tense. You've been delivered by God because it's preloaded for you to win. It's rigged. You get freed from your past. You get freed from the trials in your present, and you don't have to worry about what's coming down the road because you're already preloaded to get delivered through that. You know, sometimes God delivers you from the situation. Sometimes he delivers you through the situation. Why doesn't he always deliver you from it? Because he wants to fill you with increased energema, increased enduring power, because he knows if you have that enduring power. Picture this, the Apostle Paul. You ready for this? This is the Apostle Paul. You're going to love this. <clears throat> By the way, God's looking for a royal priesthood. 2 Timothy 2.12. 2 2 if we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also... Deny us. Hmm, interesting. Okay, it also says, 1 Peter 2, 9, but you, 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 point at yourself, me, me, me. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. How did the apostle Paul, who was out murdering Christians, thinking he was doing God a service. 
How did God call him into the ministry and why did he call him into the ministry? Because a man by the name of Stephen, who was a believer that got raised up as a disciple, that got raised up as one of the mighty seven, that got raised up as an evangelist that had such a signs and wonders anointing on him that the Jews stoned him to death. And while he's getting stoned to death, his face shone like an angel with the glory of God. And he said, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father in Acts chapter 7. The glory was so strong on him. And while he was getting stoned to death, finishing the course, finishing his test, he said, Lord, do not hold this sin to their charge. And I believe Jesus got up on the right hand of the throne. He's standing there. He says, Dad, look at that. There's so much of me in him. He said the same thing I did on the cross. Let me go down there in response to his prayers and let me meet that Saul who's out killing Christians. Let's meet him next week on the road to Damascus when he's out to go do more. And let me go ahead and palm heal him off that high horse of pride on the road to Damascus. I'm going to knock him to the ground, blind him with the light, and he will see what great things he must suffer, endure, and be persecuted for my name's sake. Go, son. I think it's a great idea. Holy Spirit says, let's go do it. And the next week, Saul of Tarsus met Jesus in his resurrected state. And he got that laying on a hand. And if any of you are evangelists, you know what I'm talking about, dealing with knuckleheads in the street. And most evangelists used to be knuckleheads in the street. And so they understand knuckleheads. They speak the language of the evangelist, which is the language that people can understand from the streets. They don't understand propitiation, the Trinity. They don't understand soteriology. You may not either. Guess what? You don't have to. You just have to understand the gospel, the good news, the medicine that makes the difference and makes you well, the gospel. Amen? So what happens to Paul on the road to Damascus? He's Saul. He's blinded by the light. He goes on a three-day fast. He seeks God. Ananias shows up, and Ananias is like, what do you mean Saul of Tarsus on a street called Straight? Yeah, he was on a crooked mess, but I've got him on a street called Straight. He straightened out, got the iniquity out. Now go ahead and go over there. He says, but do you know who he is? He goes, yeah, I know who he is. I just, I just met with him. We just had a meeting. <laughs> Meek and lowly Jesus. Smack! Meek and lowly Jesus, Ananias and Sapphira struck dead. Meek and lowly Jesus, Jezebel cast on a bed of suffering, kill her children with the plagues. Meek and lowly Jesus. Wait a second. Let's talk about the whole counsel of God. Don't think meek means weak. He's got a fire in his eyes. And he loves his children. Who are you, Lord, Saul says on the road to Damascus? He says, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. He takes it personal when his kids are persecuted. Don't think that he's turning a blind eye. He's waiting for you or me to turn the other cheek so that he can come down and touch that cheek on them and give them that healing that they need from that bad mindset. A Holy Ghost therapy session. Amen. So Saul is three years in Arabia and then Damascus after God sets him free from all of his Damascus friends. And 2 Corinthians 10, 11, 21. This is the Apostle Paul after he's had his conversion. His name has changed from Saul to Paul. He's out preaching the gospel. Remember what Jesus said to Ananias? Saul is a chosen vessel. But wait a second, he's out killing Christians. How can he be chosen? How can the head of the Sinaloa drug cartel that's killed 100,000 people, how can he be a chosen vessel of yours? Because somebody prayed a prayer. Forgive them. They know not what they do. Prayer answered. I'm headed down. Bam! You know, the more you forgive, the more the bam is coming. The more you want them, bam, the less it's coming. Think about that with your political leaders. Wow, say law, pause and reflect. What if we prayed that God would save him? I bet he'd be like, ooh, I like that. I'm going to go meet him on their personal road to Damascus. 
and set them free. They're going to blind them by the light, change their nature, change their name. So here's what the apostle Paul had to go through because he told Ananias, Jesus told Ananias, Saul of Tarsus will see what great things he must suffer and endure and be persecuted for my name's sake. Because if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. God puts us in the purifying furnace of affliction to get the dross out of us so that the gold comes forth. There's a purging process. Between the birthstone and the gravestone lies the grindstone. We're in the grindstone time of the sands of time as God's getting the wild in us out of us in the wilderness before he takes us into the promised land to rule and reign with him. He brought them out from thence with mighty outstretched arm, the children of Israel from out under Pharaoh's hand with the dunamis power. Then he brought them through the wilderness with enduring power that he might bring them into the land of Canaan with ruling power. Body, soul, spirit. Dunamis power, enduring power, ruling power. 30, 60, 100 fold harvest. Milk, strong meat, and hamburger fries in between. <laughs> Egypt, wilderness, Canaan land. God wants to give you dunamis power to bring you out with mighty outstretched hand with signs and wonders. There was not one feeble one among them. They saw mighty outstretched signs and wonders by the hand of God. Moses. And the children of Israel were distinguished this way. Psalms 103.7 He made, way, made known his acts unto the children of Israel, the mighty demonstration of his spirit and power. But he made known his ways, coupon codes, to Moses. And if you know his ways, his acts will flow through you to the people. And if you just know his acts, the minute the man or the woman of God is gone, you could be worshiping a golden calf and saying, this is the gods that brought me up out of Egypt. Ladies and gentlemen, God wants you to know his ways through his word. Amen. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. That's why we have studies and we don't just have the sermonette for the Christianette on Sunday, which is great, but we need to be equipped. You know, Jesus taught three times more than he preached in the scriptures. If you're only showing up on Sunday for the preaching, that's better than nothing. But NFL players and sports athletes that are pros, they do two-a-day workouts. That's why they're in such great shape. A concert pianist plays every day. We need to get fed on Sunday at church and then go gather our manna daily individually. Amen? Amen. Study to show yourself approved a workman that needeth not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. God's will is that you and I not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but we're transformed through the renewing of our mind that we might know the good and the acceptable and the perfect will of God, the good, the 30-fold, the acceptable, the 60-fold, and the perfect will, which is a 100-fold harvest of God. Do you know the 100-fold harvest is available to every believer? You want to know how we, we, we limit the 100-fold harvest once it's in our life with our mouth? and our actions. We begin to agree with the enemy about what's going on in the circumstances instead of enduring for the promise to come to pass. What if every time you were about to get the hundredfold harvest and every time you said something against it or an attitude, because attitude determines altitude. What if you went from the hundredfold to the ninety-five? from the 95 to the 90. The next thing you know, you're at the 60 or the 45 or the 30 and you get the tenfold harvest and you think that's the blessing of God. You got the tithe off what your or my mouth gave the 90% to the devil by agreement because we didn't endure. Amen or ouch, hallelujah, heretic. <laughs> Hopefully that was annoying, annoying, no, anointed. Yeah. Hey, my job as a preacher is to comfort the troubled and to trouble the comfortable. Got to shake you out. Shake me out. Encourage one another. Spur one another on even more as the day approaches. So here's what the apostle Paul went through as he began to get the enduring power. 
to where he could say in the book of Galatians, I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's strong words, isn't it? Jesus wore a cat of nine tails. He'd been hit with a cat of nine, wore a crown of thorns on his head, been hit with a cat of nine tails, 40 stripes minus one. He was bleeding from a beating. There were stripes upon his back. He wore a crown of thorns upon his head. He bore it every step for those who cried out for his death down the Via Dolorosa, the way of suffering. And he said, forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do. And he was the firstborn of many brethren. And now it's our turn to step in to those shoes, the river of life, and begin to carry the presence and the power of God to a hurting world of lying, sighing, dying humanity in need of the same Savior that came to save you and me through somebody else. When we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. And you know somebody was given the ministry of reconciliation not to impute or hold our sins or trespasses against us, but to love us just the way we were, but to love us way more than to leave us in that condition. And this is how the Apostle Paul got the power. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. You ready for the secret? How many want to sign up for the secret codes? The Apostle Paul said this, 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-one. Whatever anyone, wanting, whatever anyone else dares boast about, I'm speaking as a fool. He's like, I'm going to boast, but I'm speaking as a fool. But I want you to know what I've been through to get this power. I've been through some stuff. Christians get a hangnail. They want to hang it up, right? The Apostle Paul had a lot more than a hangnail. And speaking as a fool, I also dare to boast about. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? So am I. Are they the servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this, Paul says. I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Then he gives the laundry list of how he got this Kratos ruling dominion authority where no demon could stand before him all the days of his life. The dead were raised, the sick were cured, the blind saw, the lame walked, the deaf heard, and the gospel was preached unto the poor. Kratos ruling dominion authority is what Paul had. How did he get it? 2 Corinthians eleven twenty four. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. By the way, the apostle Paul got beat with 39 stripes with a cat of nine tails on five occasions. I don't know if you know what a cat of nine tails is, but it's got nine tails on it, but it has pieces of bone and metal in it. And a person who uses a cat of nine tails is like a person with a whip with a horse. Have you ever seen a, a man or a woman that knows how to use a whip and they can pop flies out of the air? They can, they're just amazingly gifted with that whip. Crack! Crack! Picture that with nine and somebody who's gifted, but in the art of giving stripes upon a person's back, where they literally will take that cat and nine tails while the person's chained down or roped down and they've got their back to him and that person hits that non-moving target and he throws that cat of nine tails out as he throws it out it wraps around the body and it wraps around the ear and as he pulls it it pulls a piece of the ear off it pulls a piece of the back out 39 times the back is completely raw He's bleeding from a beating. There were stripes upon his back. He wore a crown of thorns upon his head. And he bore it every step for those who cried out for his death. The Apostle Paul went through it five times and lived. Enduring power. And where was he wounded? Not by the Gentiles. By the Jews who knew the word of God. The Jews that he studied with. The Jews that he went to rabbi school with. He had a PhD, a doctorate of the day. By age seven, he'd memorized 
the first five books of the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. He'd memorized five books of the Old Testament by age seven. He was brilliant. He was number one in his class. And when he had a revelation that out killing Christians was not God's highest will for his life. And he became a Christian. He began to preach Jesus to the Jews. They didn't say, oh my gosh, you're one of us. We've made a terrible mistake. You've expounded on the scriptures. We see the 333 Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah. Jesus fulfilled all of them. Just to fulfill eight of them would be the number 10 with 181 zeros behind it. It's statistically impossible, let alone the 333. Well, let's reason together. Paul, we see what you're saying. They're like, nope. Let's go ahead and go ahead and stone that guy to death. Let's beat him with a cat of nine tails. Let's go ahead and beat his feet with rods. Though the righteous man falls seven times, he gets up again. I'm telling you, get up again. Rise up again. Ask the Lord for inner energema, energema power. Ask him to fill you with this power to get to the other side because it's rigged for you to win. If you don't give up, you cannot lose. Sometimes people, I find out they're on their deathbed. I'm like, get them on the phone. And they go to the phone, they go to the, the hospital with them, just put the phone on speakerphone. And I start calling them back. I start calling the energy of power into them. Joanna sings over them in Hebrew. Baruch Hashem Adonai Eloheinu Le'olam. Power of God comes into that room and they have a little strength comes into them. Something breaks off of them. And the next day there's been a shift and they start to rise and they live. And they live for years because the energema of God comes in to give them enduring power. And then they get up and they testify about the goodness of God. I was at death's door, but God revived me. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. And you can always tell when somebody's passed the test because they give God the glory and they never look down upon anybody in their situation unless they're leaning over to help pick them Amen. up and put their feet back on solid ground. If we endure with him, we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him with that kratos power. But let me share with you the other things that the apostle went through. Five times I received the Jews 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Do you know what they do with rods? So there's different ways that they beat you with rods, but they're metal. Sometimes they can be wooden, but sometimes what they do is they put you on your belly and they put your feet up like in stocks, like this. And so your feet are flat and in front of people, they grab a metal rod or something hard and they whack the bottom of your feet until all the bones are broken. Then they unstock you. And they drag you outside the city and they close the gates for you to be out there with the robbers with broken bones in your feet. How many people have ever broken one bone in their foot, broken a toe? Picture this, all the bones broken in the feet. Or they beat them with rods and the ribs are broken and they can't breathe and they have internal bleeding. And they throw them outside for the robbers to steal anything they have left. And they're at the mercy of the robber. But Paul was never at the mercy of the robber because he had enduring power. And do you know Paul came through five times? Times 39 strikes. Times nine. Five times 39 is 195. 195 times nine is 1755. The word energema in the Greek is 1755. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Not making a doctrine out of it. The Koine Greek was written at the time, but Strong's Concordance was added later. Coincidence? Or maybe it just goes, hmm, God incidents. If you want the energy of power of God, you may have to go through some things. Because the cup of the anointing comes with the cup of suffering. And when you endure with him, you shall also reign with him. The power is free. You get it at salvation and the baptism and the Holy Spirit. But to have ruling power to properly administrate it, to use it in people's behalf instead of lording over them for your own little kingdom or fiefdom, 
takes yielding to the Holy Spirit. Because guess what happened to Moses? The same people that he was operating in signs and wonders in their behalf, water from the rock when they were thirsty, manna from the sky when they were hungry, cloud of his presence by day, and a cloud, pillar of fire by night accompanied Moses. Those same people didn't honor Moses, they disrespected him. And they wanted to go back to Egypt. Leadership doesn't guarantee that the people that you're leading will like you. If you want to be liked, sell ice cream. (laughs) But if you want to be liked by God, serve him and lead God's people out of darkness. So here's what happened. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Wait a second. Do you know what they do when they stone you? By the way, this is a bloody gospel. I, I, I hate to share this with you, but this is the truth. So they literally put them next to like a wall where they can't escape. Or they put them down in a pit. Just depends what's convenient for the stoning. And then they give people rocks, pretty good sized ones, and they throw the rocks at them until it starts to hit them, breaking bones, hitting them in the face, knocking chunks of their skull out. And they pile them up or they kill them with broken skulls, broken bones, eyes missing. And one time he was pelted to death with rocks. They took him out of the city. And it says in the scriptures that the disciples gather around him and God raised him from the dead. And he became walking right back into the city. (laughs) Want to tell you about Jesus. There was a man in the 1200s that they'd cut off his head and they threw him outside the city with his body and his head. And God caused him to pick up his head and he came walking in, the headless man, and he comes walking in and he's preaching the gospel to them. They end up getting saved because of this miracle and then drops his head and he goes on to be with Jesus as a martyr. God is bigger, but he had enduring. He could have quit there and went and got his reward, but he's like, Lord, I don't think we're done here. They didn't receive me. He goes, I'm going to give you energy. I'm going to give you enduring power. Pick up your head. Picks it up and he comes walking back in. 12, I think 1250. You can read these are secondary citations of authority, but these are church history and they're stories that are, that are, that are, that are proven that actually occurred. You know. Anyway, long story short, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. Not once, but three times he was shipwrecked. I was <coughs> spent a day and a night in the open sea. It's dark. Open sea. Day and night. Is there a shark? Dun, 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 dun. Jaws is coming. God is coming. Jaws is coming. God is coming. Can you imagine what the enemy, the spirit of fear would have tried to have come upon Paul, but the spirit of faith, he had to endure until the end for a day and a night in the deep before God rescued him. This is enduring power. This is why he had ruling power. I've been constantly on the move. In other words, he had no home. Foxes have nests. Foxes have cave, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to rest. Do you want that Kratos authority? You want kingly authority? You want ruling authority? Or do you want Starbucks devotional authority? You may have to do some pushaways on the Starbucks. You may have to do some pushaways on the Pete's Coffee. You may have to do some pushaways on the donuts. You may have to do some pushaways and do some fasting. But wait a second. The Apostle Paul continues to talk about that. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger in the sea, and in danger from false believers, those that name the name of Christ, but then turn on you and backstab you. I like to say when I was born again, I had these seven-foot angel golden angel wings till the backbiters bit them off. It's the rite of passage. I've been danger from false believers. Verse 27, 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-seven. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. He had sleepless nights. I have known hunger and thirst 
and have often gone without food. In the King James, it says, I've been hungry and thirsty often and in fastings often. So he didn't have food to eat. He didn't have water to drink. But then when he did, there were times when he said, I'm going to offer it up to the Lord and I'm going to fast as well. Enduring power. Those that endure until the end will be saved. I've been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches that I've planted. You know what Paul ends up calling it? His light affliction. That's his light affliction. We need to stop complaining and start praising. Galatians 6.17 From henceforth let no man trouble me, the Apostle Paul says, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. It didn't mean he put a cross in his skin. It didn't mean he wore a cross around his neck. It means he experienced the cross on a daily basis where he was crucified with Christ. It's no longer him who lives, but Christ Jesus who lives in him and the life that he lives in the flesh. He lives by faith in the Son of God who loved him and gave himself for him. Galatians 2.20. The word I in the Koine Greek, I am crucified with Christ is the word ago. It's where we get our word ego from. My ego is crucified with Christ. When my ego is in the way, I put it out of the way and I crucify it that Christ might shine through. Forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do. Final verse. By the way, the enemy was given authority in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 25. And he will speak against the Most High. The enemy will speak against the Most High and wear down the saints of the highest one. And he will intend to make alterations in times and in law. Right now, the enemy is trying to make alterations in our laws to give away our sovereignty to this nation, to another organization that's outside the United States that we did not elect, we did not vote for, but our sovereignty has been given away. The enemy of the Most High will seek to wear the saints down for a season and change laws. And the saints will be handed over to him for a time, times, and half a time. Three and a half years. But those that endure will come out on the other side refined like gold and they'll have Kratos authority. Those that don't endure may get knocked off and go to heaven early. And guess what? They win. And the ones that endure win. And the ones that endure and get Kratos authority triple win because now signs and wonders flow through them to the people that need water from a rock. They need multiplied food and loaves. How many want that kind of authority? Amen. Jesus said, greater works will you do than these because I go to the Father. The works that I do, you will also do. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do so that the Father might be glorified. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. John 14, 12. Peter's shadow healed the sick and cast out devils. Peter had Kratos authority. Paul's handkerchiefs and apron healed the sick and cast out devils. He had Kratos kingdom ruling authority. If we endure with him, we shall also reign with him. Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, if you can believe all things are possible to him that believe. For this purpose was the Son of God made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8. He wants to destroy the works of the devil through your yielded life, my yielded life, and anybody who will yield their life. Final verse. Sobering verse. Isaiah 37, 4, they told him, this is what Hezekiah the king says, who had Kratos authority. This day is a day of distress and rebuke and disgrace. And when the children come to the moment of birth, there's no strength to deliver them. We're at an apex. We're at a crossroads right now. God is getting ready to birth something into the earth through the body of Christ. The question is, will you carry it to full term or will you not have strength to give birth and to bring forth. God is going to stand. God is going to release Kratos authority, but he's going to first re- release 
enduring authority. If you'll stand, God's going to go ahead and just release this to you. I'm going to sit because we happen to be on camera and I don't want them to stare at my belly button. I want to honor those online. So if you want this energema, this enduring power to come upon you, three things are going to occur. One, you're going to get an impartation tonight. Number two, you're going to have to steward that impartation. You're going to have to stir up the gift that's within you. You're going to pray in the spirit. You're going to have to encourage yourself in the Lord. And when persecution comes, you're going to say, Lord, help me endure to the end that I might be that caterpillar that goes into the chrysalis enduring stage and I pop out as that kingly monarch butterfly on the other side to go around the earth three times. God's got you in the cocoon right now and he's giving you enduring power. If you help the butterfly out of the cocoon, you weaken it. But if the butterfly flaps its wings and breaks free, it becomes strong and goes around the earth two or three times. If we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. Dunamis power, miracle working power, energema, enduring power, and kratos, ruling power. Outer courts, inner courts, holy of holies, body, soul, spirit. If we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. All things are possible for those who believe. And with him, nothing's impossible. And when you're in lockstep with him, and in unity with him, and you're yoked with him, and you show up in the room yielded, his light shines through you, and the power of God and the love of God begins to flow. Let us pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, right now, and for those that have never received Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, he was hung up for your hang-ups, he was died on the cross 2,000 years ago for you, his life was given in exchange for yours, the ultimate coupon code, free. If you'll receive him, he'll come in and fill you with the Holy Spirit right now. Just say, Lord, I hear you knocking at the door. I open the door to my heart. Come on in. I receive you just as I am. I admit I can't clean myself up. If I could, I already would have done it. But every time I try, it becomes worse and worse. I need a savior. I receive your sacrifice in my behalf. I exchange my life for your life. I give you my sin. I receive your righteousness. I give you my sickness. I receive your healing. I give you my old stinking thinking. I receive your mind and your perspective on things. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life right now. I surrender all. And now I start afresh with you. I release the fire of the Holy Spirit, that dunamis power to come in you now and to fill and flood you and to burn out every power of darkness, every torment, every ill thought, and every desire that's not from him. In Jesus' name. If you've done that, email us at info at virtualchurchmedia.com and we'd love to send you uh, free materials. Also, now let's get the enduring power. Are you ready? Heavenly Father, I thank you as you release that energia and that energema power of God from Ephesians 1.19. We release in Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Spirit a fresh wind of the enduring power of God to go through to the other side, to shake off the serpent back in the fire like Paul did in Acts 28. Thank you, Father God, for that enduring power being released now in Jesus' mighty name. Just go ahead and take a deep breath in. Thank you, Lord. Just breathe in. You know, the Holy Spirit is the Ruach HaKodesh. It means the holy breath of God. And when you breathe him in, thank you, Lord. He'll just take over. And do what only he can do because you receive a fresh baptism of fire right now. 
There it goes, there it goes, there it goes, there it goes, there it goes. God's giving belt of truth upgrades right now. He's releasing you from burdens. God is setting you free from bitterness and unforgiveness right now. Just forgive them. Just mouth their name. Say it's not worth it. Lord, forgive them. They know not what they do. Meet them on the road to Damascus next week and turn them in to a prophet. That they may also see what they might endure and be persecuted for your name's sake. Lord, turn them into some great man of God that wins a million souls instead of going to hell. I intercede for them now and I forgive them. I release them unto you and I bless them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. It's healing ankles right now. I see ankles being healed right now. There's been... He's just healing the ankles and he's also shifting your walk. Even as Moses turned aside and saw the burning bush, Moses turned aside and he saw the burning bush. God is shifting your footing and you're going to see something you haven't seen before. And things are going to look different suddenly because the knowledge of God births faith for you to receive that benefit from Him. We thank you, Father God, for the truth of your word and the 8,000 promises from Genesis to Revelation that are ours because all the promises of God are yes and amen in Him. Lord, we ask that you would now enable us to walk in you, for we know the promises of God are in you. And we know the gifts of the Spirit are always moving. We're just not always in the Spirit to move in them. We ask that you would send your angel to slap us on the thigh and to wake us up in the middle of the night to intercede and to get out of bed and to get on our knees and to spend time with you in the night watch that we might be strengthened to go 15 rounds against the enemy because we know it's already preset and rigged for us to win because you've given us energima power to endure and to get the prize. In Jesus' name, we pray and call it done. Amen and amen. I'm David Herobedian and my lovely wife, Joanna. We are the Herobedian, virtualchurchmedia.com. Visit us online. If you want to partner with us, please feel free to do so. We love you. We'll see you next week. God bless.